You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. I'm not doing the Sam was loud wrong montage yet. If that is going to happen, we would be doing that on Tuesday's show next Tuesday for Team Talk after we come back from the long weekend because that would mean that the night before Boston would have wrapped up the series, they would have done what it what so many people are saying that they're going to do and win four straight and I'm going to have to drag my behind into work that day and spend a decent amount of time going back through the last couple of weeks. I mean, especially especially last night. I'm embarrassed on behalf of myself, and I'm embarrassed that the Heat made me look that bad last night. It's Team Talk 101.7 The Team. He's Scott Galetti. I'm Sam Hauser. Hi, Scott. We gotta we gotta stop meeting like this. We gotta we gotta get back to our our flow. We gotta here. meet I, each other more often is what we gotta do, Sam. Well, I, you know, you know, I, I say that now, and you know. Then you regret it. Yeah, later. we'll, we'll I, see. I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. When, no, th- this is the this is the ideal way to way to do it. Where you know we we can talk more often, but then I can also just roll my eyes and not have you see it. That would be that's <laughs> that's the solid middle ground on that well, we one. We have been talking more often off the air, but uh, on the air not so much. So it's fun to be on. But you'll hear Scott tomorrow night, right around this right around this time, actually. 23 and a half hours from now, you'll hear Scott Galetti here on 1017 The Team. United at San Antonio tomorrow yeah, we'll night. Pre-match coverage uh, this time tomorrow. Pre-match at 5.30, kickoff just after 6.30. United at San Antonio, the defending league champions, all right here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the hour with United playing its best soccer of the year. And now, th- if there was ever a time for them to go to San Antonio, it would be now as opposed to even three, four weeks ago. But One the- thing that I'm looking forward to, Sam, in this match is San Antonio coming off of a 1-0 loss to Detroit City FC last week, but they are undefeated at home. United undefeated on the road. There you go. Oh, so we get the something's got to give. We got the something's got to give game. Yes, sir. Oh, I love me a good something's got to give. I mean, I'll have it. I'll have an eye on on United, obviously, because <laughs> at the same time as the the game six tomorrow, that's going to make me a nervous wreck. The only thing I have to hold on to right now to get me through the next twenty four hours is one of the many sayings. It's why we love him. It's why we keep him around around here. One of the many sayings of Andy Hageman, who you're going to do the game with tomorrow night, where Andy says form is temporary and class is permanent, that's all I got going for me right now because all (laughs) all I have to fall back on is one of the most annoying, obnoxious, hard-to-describe words in sports that, for the sake of conversation in sports radio, doesn't really mean all that much. That dreaded C word, and of course I'm talking about culture. But that's all I have right now because the way the last six quarters have gone... If you would, if I would have been in some kind of coma and woke up before Game Four, and you would have just told me the Heat were up three nothing, but all the all I saw of basketball was the last two, I would have thought you were lying that they were up three nothing. There's no way. I mean, the, the the stark contrast we've seen the last couple of years in in basketball, whether it's been in the uh, college basketball, which I mean, college basketball generally is more unpredictable anyway because you know you're dealing with younger athletes but mm-hmm. between college basketball and and the NBA I mean we've seen the last few years that this sport that's based on predictability in the NBA has been anything but the last few years but there's that level of unpredictability that comes with live sports and there's 
the, the extra level of the way that these first five games have gone that have been as, at least for certain chunks of them, but really, the last three games is one-sided as they've been. In, in the Eastern Conference Finals, you have a spot in the championship on the line. This is when games are not supposed to be that one-sided. They're not supposed to be one-sided, but at the same time, you got a team that had a injury to one of their players that was doing well. He hasn't gotten back into the flow. And you got a team that, let's face it, they were the better team during the regular season. And all of a sudden, three games into this series, they realized, you know what? We shouldn't be down 3-0. We should be up 3-0. We're going to win the next four. And I hate to say this being a longtime Celtic nemesis. They could become the first team ever, and I know you hate it when I say it to you over our text, Sam. In history, to come back from 3-0, I do not want the Celtics to do that. I mean, it, it, it could happen. <laughs> well, that's the sad thing. It could happen. Before? But the funny, the funny thing is I'm looking for a uh, alert that I got on my phone this morning. For some reason, it disappeared. I can't find it. But all of a sudden, after looking horrible in the last two games... All of a sudden, the headline is, oh, you know, he, he looked poised to, to close things out. No, they look poised to choking in four games. So I don't know how all of a sudden uh, the pundits are saying that the Heat are favored. Yeah, they're home. Yeah, they should win. And in my opinion, yeah, they better win. Uh, but I wouldn't put them as the, the favorites right now. Yeah, Chris Carlin. Not the way they're not the way they're playing, but then again, these things go ebb and flow. So who knows? Tomorrow the Heat might win by twenty five. Chris Carlin was doing basically the Aaron Rodgers R E L A X this morning because he's jumped on the Heat bandwagon all of a sudden after the series got up three nothing. He conveniently found his way to to sneak <laughs> on after it was up three nothing, and so he's doing the the you know the disrespect towards the Heat, and you know basically everything's going to be fine and. It, uh, yeah, of course, it very well could end up being that way. Ga- you know, whether it's Gabe Vincent or Max Struess or t- or or or, uh, or Caleb Martin or whoever it is, somebody could have one of those games because you would never predict going into a game that Gabe Vincent's going to do what he did in Game Three. And even you know, even knowing the shooter that Derek White is, you would never go into a game and say he's going to do what he did last night. So yeah, it absolutely could go back that other way. But I'm not willing. The problem that I have right now, and also I have to sneak this in there as well because we decided the rule today was that I I'm only allowed to say nice things about the Celtics. I'm not allowed to say anything <laughs> mean about them. So I got to you know sneak in nice things about the Celtics. Okay. Jason Tatum Go looks ahead. like Jason Tatum looks like he always smells good. But my problem with the Miami wow. Heat at this point right now is I'm not willing to to give them the injuries as an excuse right now because you can still be going down the depth chart, you know, guys get hurt, other guys have to come in, and I'm not even doing the cliche of, oh, next man up, but you can have other guys come in, and even an understanding that the talent discrepancy is growing and growing, it still doesn't look like that where you have 31 turnovers in the last two games, where you can't, uh, there's no guarantee every time you go down the floor when you're watching a professional basketball team that they're even going to get a shot up. If anything, the odds are in your favor that they're not going to get a shot up. That's where I draw the line of, yeah, this team is is, fall, is literally and figuratively in every sense of the word, they're falling apart. But I still, but, but at the, 
I'm still not willing to to blend in the injuries with incompetence. Right. No, I mean, Gabe Vincent scores 29 one night. What do you have, 19 or whatever the next? And Before next he got hurt. Got hurt yeah. And, you know, uh, he, he's not looking like Gabe Vincent now. So, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm looking. Uh, he didn't even play in the game, right? No, he didn't play last night, and he's questionable for tomorrow night. And so, which leads to why all of a sudden that uh, that writing that I can't find, maybe it was pulled after the line came out because Boston a three point pick, which it was two and a half earlier today, so it went up. Which at, at this point, I'm not surprised because you're going into a game with Kevin Love, who looks like he should be in an AARP commercial, actually. Uh, actually, uh, the Zeller who looks like he should be in an AARP commercial. Kevin Love's just holding, you know, he's bending over and holding his back. But you got these two guys out there. You got you know, Cody Zeller wearing orthopedic shoes in the conference finals. And you got Haywood Highsmith who played at a Division II college that sounds like a dog track. It's funny. <laughs> it, it, when they're winning, there is nothing more entertaining on the planet. And obviously, I'm biased as a fan. But even if you just take a step back and think about the team that was on the floor that won the first three games, I mean, it, it's the exact... We, we get to see with our own two eyes, there were always these legendary stories from when Jimmy Butler was playing for the Timberwolves. And there were always these stories that came out about how you know this one practice where you had... You had five guys who were basically the starters on one side, and you had Jimmy Butler and four guys from the end of the bench on the other one in a practice, and Jimmy Butler and the four no-names beat the starters just because he wanted to show you that he could do it because he's Jimmy Butler and he's a crazy person. We've basically been seeing that now, and it's just uh, to decide who's going to play for a championship. Right. No, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Jimmy Butler can wake up too because it seemed like the Celtics contained him a little bit, but... This is a scary game, Sam, because if the... Oh, I don't feel good. If the Heat lose this game, uh, if the Celtics aren't eight or nine point picks in game seven, I would be shocked. Because now all of a sudden, the Celtics go from, well, no one in history has ever done this to, wow, Celtics looking pretty good. Which... That's not the way it's supposed to be, but one player and, you know, not even necessarily the team's star player goes down with an injury and all of a sudden, again, you play differently when you don't have that guy in the lineup. And I think even if he comes out and he plays a little bit, maybe that will give the Heat some uh, some comfort. But at the same time, they got to do something to slow down that Celtics offense because the Celtics, another team, when they hit the three, that that's why a Celtics Nuggets final series would be fun because we might have an all-time record, which we pretty much already had records in a bunch of games so far anyway, of attempts and makes during games. Oh, Aaron, Gor- Aaron Gordon would. Uh, Aaron, Go- uh, well, actually, I, I got to wait till next week. I can't say anything bad about the Celtics today. Shoot, I'm gonna have to text this to you so you can read it later about what would happen <laughs> in, in that potential series. Apparently, Grant Williams has a has a rear that uh, that is is uh, padable. We learned last night. <laughs> this is what the, this is this. Uh, look, I'm following the rules today. I got I I, I can only say nice things. About okay, the I gotta ask this because I'm out of the loop, Sam. Did you lose a bet? I mean, it, it, not not 
not a bet, but the way that the way that I was, you know, being. Well, you're doing things that would lead me to believe that you lost a wager. No, so this is <laughs> this is a self-inflicted punishment for the oh, way that gotcha. I was. Okay. For the way that I was presenting myself last night, assuming that the series would be, assuming that there was at least a chance the series would be over because the Celtics were zero and two in game fives in, in game fives at home this year so i was ready for it to be over and i was loud and obnoxious and i mean i'm, I'm not apologizing for it but this is this is this is my punishment for today and That's and funny. and here we are joe missoula joe missoula is a man of a few words he's efficient with the words that he uses <laughs> he's, <efficient. laughs> he's good at math and counting quarters well, but what you just mentioned going going back to the conversation though, what you just mentioned though about Gabe Vincent and these these undrafted free agent guys that are you know half this roster for Miami, it's the thing in in this superstar driven sport, the NBA. It's the thing that we forget about every year until this time when somebody that's the for, role player that's, steps that, up. That's the role player yeah. that has a game like that that makes us remember. Oh, yeah, you still need all. You still need the entire team. To play well at the same time, not just the superstars to be the superstars. It's why the whole Big Three era was a flop the way that it was because teams didn't understand that if you have two or three guys who are some of the best in the world, you still need a roster around them to take some of the attention off. You know, if you have a bad night, whatever the reason might be, you still need those guys around you. They they have their own value when you're trying to make a championship run. I mean I could you know I mean I could go down the list of of, of when the when the Heat won those championships with Mike Miller and an and an old Shane Battier who was there just to take charges, but he did it as well as as well as anybody. And Joel Anthony, you need those guys on your team. And the difference right now, yeah, the Celtics got this far. It was a lot harder. The first round against Atlanta was a lot more arduous than it should have been. The the second round against Philadelphia, especially Game Six, was just a uh, was just a, a matter of somebody as bad as both teams were. Somebody had to win the basketball game, and the reason it looked different then versus now is because these guys were non-existent. They were non-factors. I honestly forgot that Grant Williams was even on the Celtics until he got in Jimmy Butler's forehead. Those guys were not. <laughs> Do they? They were. They weren't there. They were. They were not existent. If they were just not a part of the equation. Six and four last night. He was existent uh, yeah. enough to be existent. No, and, and that's the difference now. That's the difference. The last two games is is uh, you know Derek White and Grant Williams and Robert Williams and Al Horford is Al Horford's making threes and he's out there boxing out and getting you know offensive rebounds over over these guys in Miami that are half his age. These guys around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown allowed them to allow Tatum and Brown to do what they do best. And it was just a total balanced scoring. Four of the five starters at twenty plus points. It was it was a it was a, a great game on their part. There's your you know there you go. Well here's the problem, Sam. Last night if you look at field goals identical uh, with the exception of one team, the Celtics had 79 attempts, the Heat 78, both teams made 40. Well, the Heat only made 9 of 23 from three-point range yeah. compared to 16 of 39. That's a 21-point difference. And uh, they also went to the line 10 times compared to 19 for the Celtics. There was a six-point difference there. So you're talking a 27-point difference just in those two categories. Number one, the Heat have to keep 
the Celtics from hitting threes tomorrow, and the Heat have to get to the line more times than the Celtics. You're the home team. You're expected to get those calls. you got to do it tomorrow. Yeah, they were playing like it was 1973 instead of two, instead of 2013. Everything was pull. It was up. horrible. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, yeah, the game was in Boston. Yeah, Boston has the home court advantage. You have to work you harder really, when you're on the are, road. Are, you have to work are harder. Real, are you really supposed to be down 61-44 at halftime? No, you're not. That uh, 61-44 at halftime tells me you forgot to get off the bus. A team that that lives and dies by the three as much as an NBA team could refuse to shoot threes. Uh, you know, you need to get to the free throw line. You know, the whole adage of, you know, score when the clock is stopped, not getting to the free throw line. It was just, it was a case of two teams that didn't look like they played in the same league. No, but Boston, kudos to you. You and your pretty green uniforms. It's a nice shade of green. I like it. Yeah, that shade of green gives me uh, heartburn at times. Uh, you know, I, I, I've liked a bunch of the Boston players um, over the course of time, but uh, I've got some bad memories uh, being a, a Laker fan from uh, youth. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, the first time that the Lakers finally beat the Celtics, it was a fun time, and I actually was covering the games the home games, so I mean that 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 was kind of cool. Although uh, one of the games was a loss, it, it seemed like every year, even the year that the the Celtics won against the Lakers in seven, uh, that 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 fourth game would always be the bugaboo for the Lakers against the Celtics. The Celtics would always go into the form and win, and uh, then all of a sudden it would be like Yankee fans showing up at uh, Angel Stadium. Or in the World Series at Dodger Stadium where they'd start chanting, let's go Celtics. And it's like, where'd these fans come in? How'd they get tickets to the finals? And uh, what the hell's going on here? And, you know, it was that kind of thing. And then when the Lakers started finally going on rolls, uh, they finally got over that hump and beat the Celtics. But uh, the Celtics, again, trying to do something that nobody has done. And the fact that they are a favorite tomorrow scares the heck out of me. I feel like I can't even call it the improbable anymore that they finished this off. They win four straight because Vegas is on everyone's their side. Talking, everyone's talking except for that thing that I saw this morning that was totally contradicting uh, until the line went out. And like I said, I can't find it anymore. So maybe it was clickbait and it's gone. Um, it's it's kind of funny because uh, uh, everyone that I hear now, oh, Celtics going to win. Celtics going to win. Oh, yeah, the the Celtics are finally uh, they're they're finally realizing they're the best team they're gonna they're gonna do this and everyone's almost talking matter-of-factly about it now and i'm gonna have to come in here next tuesday and put together and a montage in the history of the nba has ever done that and i'm gonna have to come in next tuesday and put together a montage of of being wrong you bring that up and that's that you'll Though I get the comparison being made with the Yankees and the Red Sox because it was 3-0 and it's in the same city and Boston loves itself and Boston more than any city loves itself. Well, the Yankees and the Celtics have similar fan bases. They're rabid. They're, they you know they show up at other parks and arenas and everything else. That's why I went there. But we say you know whatever the number is 150 you know times and it's never happened. Whatever it is. 
we you know we 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 all did that. We we all did it every year when the when the brackets come out for the NCAA tournament. We don't even look at the six seeds at the sixteens. We just put in the one. Nobody ever thought that UMBC would do it, and even after it happened once, we still thought it would never happen again. And then Fairly Dickinson does it this year. I mean, it, it, can, it can happen. Yeah, it can happen, but I mean, the odds are against it with the way that the home court advantage has been over the course of time, but you said it best a few weeks ago, Sam, when the playoffs were beginning. The home court doesn't seem to, I think it was the end of the last series, actually, the home court doesn't seem as insurmountable anymore to a lot of teams than it once was. Yeah, you know, with the amount of shots that these guys put up now, where, mm-hmm. where you yes. know, it's you know, every night... And and we're gonna we, uh, we got to get to break here in a second, so I'm gonna finish up this thought. If you would be so kind as to uh, look uh, read the text that I sent you, because I I'm I'm, perv- I'm I'm not allowed to do that today. But yeah, every just about every night these you know these teams put up 90 shots. It's it's a it's a it's a game of the law of averages at that point. As much as yeah, I mean yeah, you can always say you know teams are more comfortable shooting on their rims, but these guys are all such. Accurate and and you know they're, they're all sh- such sharpshooters at this point. You put up enough, they're going to go in. Yeah, you the put, old saying, yeah. like you said yesterday. Well, the Heat were afraid to throw up threes, although they shot twenty three. It wasn't uh, that's not as enough. Many that's as not the nearly Celtics. enough. No, uh, but now you know nowadays they just jack them up, and you know the law of averages. Hey, if I hit this many, we're going to win the game. So that's what they go with, as opposed to no, we're going to go with the high percentage shot. High percentage shot is uh, part of the old days. Did you get did you did you get that? I'm looking for it actually. I haven't seen a uh, message yet. I, I texted it to you. Did you? I'm not seeing the text. All right. Well, we'll have to. Well, it's great payoff. We'll have to come back to. We'll have to come back to that a little bit later. Good. That'll give me time to figure out more nice things to say about the Celtics. Well, we'll save that for later in the show. I almost know, don't want you to say nice things about the Celtics. It's only for today. Rules. I know. It's only I for know. today. Tuesday, whatever whatever happens, win or lose, it, it all goes away on Tuesday, whether it's right. you know, being obnoxious again or saying, congratulations, you beat an eighth seed. Whatever it is, we get to come back to that on Tuesday. He's Scott Galetti. I'm Sam Hauser. Coming up next here on Team Talk. One person might not care how much money's oh, on the line. Oh, I got it, Sam. Oh, oh go. All right, please. Well, this is my words, not Sam's. Aaron Gordon would make Jason Tatum cry. There, I said it. Hey, you said it, not me.